Um, well, thanks guys so much for joining Millennials in Ministry today. I'm so excited to have both of you. By the way, Erica and Stefan say hello. They miss you so much and they miss seeing you at Soul City and everything. Um, but I'm really excited about you guys as a couple because you both have individual dreams that you are supporting one another in. So maybe just first tell the audience what you do and how you support each other as a family. Yeah, totally. Um, so I am full-time at Soul City Church in Chicago um, as the visual director. So I lead our photography, film, and graphic design teams. So we get to focus on telling, the, telling Jesus' story in really cool and authentic ways. Um, and then I have a huge passion for, and my heart is for leading people in worship. And so um, I also have the opportunity. They let me be there, <laughs> and I get the yeah. opportunity to other churches as well. So that's really like my lifeblood is being able to lead people in worship. Um, and Jazzy? Yeah, so I do photography, um, but a huge heart for storytelling and photographing and sharing inspiring stories on my blog. Um, and so we recently rebranded and kind of shifted things a little bit more to sharing more about our family and who we are as we go after our own passions and callings and how we kind of navigate through that together just because I think Jeremy has this crazy big dream and I have this crazy big dream. And so yeah. do those two together while they're so different. Yeah, that's super cool. And also you guys have three children, am I correct? We do. Yes. We have three little girls. Right. So with that, with other families, I, I, I feel like sometimes parents think like their children are hindrances to fulfilling their dreams instead of um, assets to fulfilling them. So any thoughts on that? I, I know I kind of threw that question on you, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, I would probably say at the very beginning of our marriage, we definitely were in the realm of like, we have kids now. Mm -hmm. We definitely yeah. have everything on pause. Like everything has to be about, you know, focusing in on them. And so that means that what God has called us to do is, is going to take either a pause or slow down. Um, and mm -hmm. as we started getting older and as we started getting older, we realized that, our visions and our dreams weren't necessarily just for us. Like it, mm -hmm. it is like Jeremy's dream and so Jasmine's and same thing with our kids. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't, we stopped looking at it as like, I'm going to go after my dream and pray that it doesn't hurt my kids. It's more of like, well, how can we all as a family create this entirety of like right. times where I'm going to live it out in this way and live it out in that way. And mm -hmm. I, I think one of the most um, probably real ways that we've seen it happen is um our oldest dakota like loves worship loves singing yeah. so passionate about that and so yeah. here I thought about starting a youtube channel where i just did worship songs things that i um love dakota actually jumped in you know with she was actually mm -hmm. a proponent of she said i want to do a song from uh, the greatest showman <laughs> oh my gosh i love that video too absolutely and so that was the very first thing we done together. And I realized, like, she has this passion within her. And yeah. it doesn't have to be an either or. It could really be an and. And how can we work mm -hmm. together? And, you know, of course, that video is the one video that has, like, half a million views. <laughs> I, I saw that the other day. It was, like, 400,000 like, views. I'm good enough alone. <laughs> <laughs> you need your daughter. She's the key. She's the secret sauce. So now everybody's like, you're great. You're awesome. Can we hear more of Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's really, really cool. And I love that family aspect of you guys. I think that's what makes you guys unique is that you're so inclusive with your daughters, with your family, and with each other's dreams very much so, supporting one another. Um, along with that, I kind of want to ask you, 
excuse me, Jasmine, I know that you have this dream um, of creating a space for creatives, a healing creative space uh, to develop their gifts and so forth. So I want to ask you, how did that idea spark? What exactly is that idea and where did that come from? So the idea started um, last May when we had a chance to go to El Salvador together with Soul City Church for the vision trip. And I was just so inspired by the heart of the local community and how they knew the need within their own community. Um, and so it really convicted me when I came back home to kind of assess what are my co own community's needs and how can we create kind of some sort of shift within the culture where we live. Um, and so I started doing some research and figuring out through Google searches, like what what's going on here? And what I quickly discovered is like the education system is, is lacking. Um, Reading and math proficiencies are really low. Dropout rate is like 40%, 85% wow. um, get free lunch. And so there's this aspect of, of can I thrive when I feel like I'm dumb or I'm not smart? And so my part is you know, how to teach creative skill sets so that these kids can learn something other than academics, like photography, graphic design, macrame, um, drawing like doing you know wall art and different kinds of things and, and teaching them that along with financial literacy and um, yeah. really empowering them to learn skill set that they can become passionate about and thrive in it and do really well under the right mentorship so yeah, yeah. Oh. and Jeremy what did you think about it when she shared this idea with you what did you first think like what was what was your response I thought it was a crazy idea. <laughs> uh, we live in Haywood, Illinois, which is um, west of the city. It's west of Oak Park, west of, so if anyone's familiar with kind of the neighborhoods, um, it, it, it's widely considered a pretty rough neighborhood in terms of okay. like the housing, the housing prices. Um, and we felt about two years ago, God really called us to this area. And so when we came here, um, I think for us, we had the initial thought that it was going to be like, oh, it's an opportunity for us to like live in a cheaper neighborhood where we can actually afford a home. Um, but I think yeah. it quickly like allowed us to see that it was way more about mm -hmm. how we could actually become a part of our neighborhood and not just live in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we started just starting to see um, students. We were living right across the street from a school, so we would interact with students and they would come through our alley and we'd stop and have conversations. And with creativity being um, a big part of what we do, mm -hmm. we realize that it's 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 one of the few things in in the professional realm where you don't necessarily need to have like all of the degrees and you don't need to yeah. have certifications. And yeah. because, because it so heavily relies on just your portfolio, we started thinking, well, then that eliminates a huge a huge gap for a lot of. Um, people who want to go for a lot of young people who want to go to school and might not have right. funds to go to school or the um, financial support to go to school. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, let's just create a space where we can actually teach things that kind of close that gap immediately. And really like young adults are at the cusp of technology. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I, like, I'm not on Snapchat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but with Instagram and Facebook. You know, but right. these platforms and ways that businesses are connecting. And so we're like, if they're already there, like if the young adults are already mm -hmm. there with technology, how can we equip them to actually become an asset in this community? Like we have a that like businesses in Maywood would start revitalizing through young adults being the graphic designers, being the mm -hmm. photographers.
being the people who are doing social media for these businesses and how crazy so it builds from the ground up. So initially I was like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. But then I think um, Jasmine kept reminding me and reminding us like, it's not about starting big. Like it's not about you come in and you start a school and you're at 10,000 students. Mm -hmm. It's like, she started, you know, teaching photography at Breakthrough Urban Ministries. And so, wow. so she's like, what if we just got together on a Saturday with 10, 15 young adults and we had all our photographer friends donate cameras and you just taught them photography? Mm -hmm. Like how That's could you automatically shift the, their belief that they could do something that doesn't right. require four years of education or... Right or online certifications or so that's kind of where it started from. And initially I was like, yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely on board and feeling like, yeah, this might be why God has instilled in us the ability to know so many different mm -hmm. creative things and friends. Yeah, that's so cool. And so the dream started with that idea. And now you guys have entered into a new space where that dream can really start to take fruition in the firehouse. So yeah. tell us a little bit the story. Like, how did that come to be? What did God do for you guys? Yeah, so as I started, like, just dreaming with God what this could look like, I just felt like he prompted me to go on the MLS. And that's what I did. <laughs> um, and a, a firehouse popped up in our community. And I was like, holy freak, like, could wow. that really happen? Um, but so much fear had kind of just consumed me. And so I just let months and months pass by. Um, until one day I had the courage just to call the owner and say, hey, you know, is it still for sale? And he's like, yeah, it is. And um, this was last summer. And so I came and checked it out. Later that evening, I don't believe what that. I'm at the firehouse. You need to come and check it out. Um, and mm -hmm. came and saw it too and we instantly fell in love with it but i think in that season of life just with where i was at personally operating out of my own poverty mindset that really this actually happened for us um and i just remember jeremy saying in the car after we saw it he said jasmine if this is meant to be ours it will be still available when we're ready um i looked at yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I totally was like, yeah. We dismiss each other a ton. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, whatever. Um, summer passes by. Um, we're like now in November. And this dream is starting to kind of reignite in me a little bit. And so I inquire again with my realtor. And she confirms that it's under contract and it's supposed to close. And so at that mm -hmm. point, I'm like, okay, Lord, like, I released this dream, I released this concept to you, and you can still do it and move through it, even if it's not in the firehouse, it can be somewhere completely different within the Maywood community. Um, and so then January, the new year comes around, and I start, I fast every January, and so I'm fasting mm -hmm. right now. As I'm doing that, I have a, a in our house, we had a, a prayer room, and so I would have all my prayer petitions um taped onto the walls and so and on it was the firehouse dream and as I'm praying about that and reading scripture I just started it just got so heavy in my heart and at this point God is really working with my poverty mindset and so yeah. I invite me and then hey I think we're supposed to start looking at this firehouse again I don't even know if it's available still yeah, it's like I think, a year later yeah I'm like I think <laughs> I'm old um, but this dream in me is so heavy. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. And so mm -hmm. for me, I like, actual stuff. What 
we actually do. So the first step for yeah. With our mortgage broker and to reach out with our realtor. So I reached out to the realtor to see even if it was available and right. called me back immediately. She asked me, You won't believe it, it's back on the market. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> crazy. I told Jeremy, I was like, Oh my gosh, the firehouse is available still. And yeah. I think we both were like still kind of stunned by it that I think it took us another month to go back and look at the firehouse for a second time. This time, yeah. like this year, 2018, late January, early February. And um, we come and look at the firehouse and we fall in love with it again for the second time. We're like, could this really be? Um, and yeah. this time we like really have a hands open approach where we're just like, okay, Lord, like if this is really what you have for us, um, then just direct our paths. And I right. hear me, kind of was like he had to kind of get to a place where he was ready to let go of the house. I think we all had to get ready to let go. Yeah. He had just purchased it. We lived in it just a little bit longer than a year before this whole like putting it on the market thing. And we're like, are we like can have the equity in our house? Like sell it. Um, right. I really in a year. Yeah. Again. In a year. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Cause we had no money. Like we had literally no money to pursue. Um, and we just really felt like God was like, just trust me in the process and I'm going to provide for you in this and through this. Um, mm -hmm. And so we put it on the market um, two days after he accepted our offer. And when the day we put it on the market, we had two offers two days after that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that really made you feel like, okay, God, this is happening. Like you're with us, you know, we can do this. All along the way, there were definitely parts where we were kind of like, okay, God, this feels like it's, this feels like it's too big. Could you just yeah. like make one of the things fall through? Like, like it would be <laughs> a relief if, if like mm. fell through and we could blame that. <laughs> for right, right. Not necessarily walking in with like full confidence uh, in yeah. actually buying it. Yeah. Well, and, and actually what happened was the first offer that came in was like this really sweet family. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And then the next day we started sharing with everyone that we're under contract. He got a call back from CPD, which is Chicago Police Department. So he okay. got a contract because he can't, he, you have to live in Chicago in order to, yeah. but you can't freak out. Well, I should say I freak out. <laughs> I get angry with God and I'm just like, I can't believe we're back here again. Like, and I so clearly heard his voice and say, Jasmine, don't you think that this is a form of provision for him and his family? Um, and when I heard that, it gave me such a peace and a clarity yeah. of understanding that sometimes when things fall through, like it's not necessarily for our betterment and my, while it might hurt, it's for someone else and the purpose mm -hmm. of someone else. Um, good to like experience and to hear but i think throughout the process like god was just really bringing healing within myself um and bringing me to a new level of trusting him yeah. and letting go as well that's so good and so with that so you you see the firehouse and and god gives you the firehouse you know but even i want to kind of want to go back to the emotional side of that because i feel like there's a lot of people that have big god-sized dreams but have no money, have no way, don't see how it's going to happen. You know, how would you encourage people that have dreams bigger than themselves, you know, 
because logistically, even for myself, sometimes I try to figure out a way. I was like, if I do this, then I'll have funding to do this. And I kind of, I have faith for what I can figure out in my head instead of the unknown. You know what I mean? So how would you encourage people that also have those big dreams that just, you know, no money, nothing. And how do you just surrender it over to God like that? Yeah, I'll, I'd say um, all things work together for the good of those that love him. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, um, there were so many moments where we had literally the end thing like god you called us to this like we feel we believe that and so if you've called us to this it would be it would be ridiculous of you to then leave us (laughs) because then then every every person every moment everything that we had like laid in like eventually this comes back to you (laughs) right like god has called us to this and then for it to fail would kind of be like him working against himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I would certainty has actually come more from believing that God is actually calling you to something. Mm-hmm. I think it's way less about like um will will it come to pass when he calls me? It's more about recognizing like is God actually calling me to this? Mm-hmm. And that that doesn't mean that there's going to be uncertainty in the middle of it. That doesn't mean that you're going to feel alone in the middle of it or you're gonna we we absolutely did i mean like i said there were so many times where we were just like i don't know that this is gonna happen and even even to the point of recognizing when we had to buy this place like we had to give up front the money to the village of what the cost wow they don't the village doesn't even allow you to sell a building as is so it's like Mm -hmm. there was something where we were like okay like it's gonna happen just creating a way and and ways to like be able to escrow money this way and be able to get this way and so really like it it starts with the belief that god is actually calling you to something and Mm -hmm. so and that actually starts with the belief of saying like it's going out ultimately of god like in whatever way shape or form it is like there's so many easy ways to actually determine if like what you're going after is really just for you and not apparently bad um but there's a lot of things that i think we put on god that really are just because we really really badly want them (laughs) yeah and yeah at the end of the day they're not necessarily like actually moving forward the kingdom you know they're not Mm -hmm. like moving forward like god's purposes in your life and so yeah it starts there with saying like am i actually hearing you in this right am like how do i hunker down and you know one thing I'll, i'll i'll mention is that when we we didn't share the firehouse dream initially even when we put in the offer i think we shared it with like one or two people but when we first offer our house we felt like oh this is way more realistic let's start sharing it with people and then Mm -hmm. when that went through there was such a fear of shame and being Mm -hmm. being like telling people like oh if this doesn't go through now we have to tell people like this didn't go through like god didn't do it (laughs) yeah and then god invited me personally this is one of my fears god invited me into a place where he said even if it doesn't go through like even if everything falls apart if you didn't share it with anybody you go through all of that pain alone now wow like you actually like but if you if you bring people in if you bring your loved ones in we didn't put it online we didn't share with the facebook know-it-alls yeah like it was like the people yeah. who were like in our community, in our family. Right. If you share this 
and it does go through, like you have all these people to celebrate with. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't go through, you have all these people who get to walk with you in that too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the ways I would say to continue walking through whether like your fear about what God is calling you to do is, man, speak it, invite people in. Because mm -hmm. at the very least, you have people who will sit with you when it gets hard and you yeah. go through it alone. And that's like, that's like for anything, that's like, if you're gonna buy a house, if you just got pregnant, if you like, yeah. you know, it's like, share yeah. because, and, and share it with the appropriate people, share it with the people who you yeah. like on side for your life. But then you don't go through things alone and going through things mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can think of three things, I think it's three things. Um, I am hugely inspired by I am so inspired by hearing other people's stories. So when I listen to podcasts or um, read blog posts, like, and I'm inspired by how like God did something that's amazing through their story, it like helps me out. So I love staying connected in community like that. Um, I really love it. That's one of the ways that I connect with God. Um, another thing that I can think of is like de delay is not denial. And so for us, like, wow, we had so many setbacks. Like this was not for us. Like we started, like this started all the way back in last May and we didn't know this would be first. Um, so throughout the process, like I'm just reminded that delay is not denial. Um, and in the midst of it, identifying that although God planted this dream deep within me, my identity is not wrapped around whether or not I got the firehouse or not. Um, yeah. But I realized at a certain point in this journey that I had wrapped around um, my identity in the firehouse. So it meant to me that if we got the firehouse, then God is good, and so am I. Um, yeah. Really, God needed me to release that mindset. You know, regardless of whether or not, Get the fact I am good and you are good and I love you and all these other things, right? And so yeah. um and it was when I finally released the outcome of the firehouse is when he gave us the most amazing offer, right? And um and it's when finally things seemed like they were gonna actually happen. Um yeah, yeah so that's what I would say denial, get in community with other people. I'm also another person that connects with stories in the way that if God did it for them, then he can do it for me too. Yes, so yes. Persons, right? And so I hold that. Like, I even think like in scripture as well, I'll say, okay, God, like if you are the God who makes covenants, then I'm going to make a covenant with you in this, and I'm going to journey with you in this. Um, and I've seen him move through those types of situations and him just be so faithful um, in saying, okay, God, you did it for them. You're going to do it for us. And so right. if it's God, awesome. God still. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so fasting, fast forwarding till now, um, where are you guys at with the house now, like the renovations and everything? I know you said you had that God moment with God, like, Lord, whether you do it or not, I know I'm still loved and valued by you. And you told me, like, literally five minutes after you had that moment in exchange with God, you got the email, right? So talk about that moment and then where you guys are at right now. Sure. So um, literally, I was wrestling with it. I was like, no, I don't want to release this this concept. Like my ther So basically what happened was my therapist was like, I sense like you need to let go of the outcome. And I said, 
I hear you, but I'm not ready to do that right now. <laughs> um, so I came home because I'm a thinker. So I came home and um, thank God Jeremy gave me the grace and the space to be able to do that. I think what I really needed to do was to grieve the outcome, whether it was going to happen or not, doesn't change the fact that he gave me this dream and that it was still very, uh, that the, that it was still possible. Um, and so I was like, okay, Lord, I feel like I'm ready to let go. Like, I'll let, yeah. outcome, I'll let go of the, yeah. my identity issues wrapped around this. Because we didn't have a contract at that point. We had, we, right. we had a contract fail. And I believe we had another contract, contract fail. fail. So we were, okay. so we were sitting in, yeah, this might actually not happen. Yeah. Um, and we had, you know, invested so much of our resources, our time. So we're, at this point, we're looking at five months of not knowing how to live our lives, how to plan our family, how to do anything. Um, yeah. So for me, I had to just let that go. Um, and I kid you not, when I finally released, when I said, okay, Lord, like, I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to surrender. My hands are open. Um, not even five minutes later, we got an email with a new other offer. And it was like, oh, it wasn't a lowball offer. It was like $1,000 over our asking price. Wow. I told Jeremy, I was like, I think this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be real. <laughs> like, they fake. And so we have signed documents. <laughs> I'm not going to the real author. But it totally was just a family got chose for that house. It was just so even amazing in that. And so um, I think for us, we're just like, whoa, okay, God, we can trust you through this. You've got our yeah. We're just so good. So now we're five weeks in of living in the firehouse. I would say five weeks. Um, and right now we are just kind of getting unpacked. I felt like walking in. So, so basically it's three floors. The first floor is all commercial space. Then the okay. second floor is like open concept. And then there's a third floor, which has a, like a half loft and a rooftop deck. Um, okay. So the first floor is really where most of the work needs to get done in order for us to get the building up to code there's a few but the majority of it is in the first floor um and so i kind of walked into it like yes we're gonna like get right into the renovations it's gonna be done asap i really bad with it. No, like chill out a little bit mm -hmm. enjoy my goodness like let my sometimes ask to start renovations on day one yeah. um <laughs> As a thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> just enjoy yeah. it, you know? And so that's kind of where we're at right now. We're trying to just sit and enjoy it. And I wake up every day and I'm just like, holy cow, Lord, like, mm -hmm. you did it. We're here. Um, yeah. And so in terms of renovations, we've just painted to kind of make it feel a little bit more like our aesthetic. Yeah. Change the living space, as you can see. <laughs> I like those. Jeremy, I was telling your wife earlier, like, I love the stories of, like, before and after, like, fixture change-outs and all that. Like, I love it. You and do a really good job. We are committed to doing really awesome stuff on a really tight budget because I love it. as much as I love the gains, <laughs> like, <laughs> I can spend $2,000 on a light fixture. <laughs> right. It's a lot. I, I can second that. <laughs> 
you know and, and if we can just speak into that i think i think for us we do have a strong conviction in terms of how we choose to live our lives simply mm-hmm. and intentionally so even with the renovation process like and we like nice things um and we believe in quality products mm-hmm. but at the same time we want to really challenge ourselves in terms of like all the stuff we think we need to buy right. yeah. um and making sure that it falls in alignment with who we are as a family and with our budget we never want to go anywhere yeah. our means and we also want other people see our space. they want i want them to say um like i can see myself attaining like it's attainable um right not for you know the elite or anyone like that and so um that's just a really strong conviction that we have and so you know, lots of thrifting and lots yeah. of sales and all these other That's cool. Yeah. But really, at the end of the day, we have two original fire poles that are still in. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> That's it. I don't That's need it. That's it. That's all you need, right? Yeah, fire pole. are really quick (laughs) that's so cool so if people want to like stay connected with you guys and your journey of the the firehouse um, how can they stay connected how can they support you guys and what you're doing yeah so follow along at authentic adventure co on instagram we have a highlights um where you can kind of see everything in terms of how we're styling and rehabbing it and then you can also subscribe to our mailing list and i promise we don't get crazy or send out a ton of spammers the worst you'll get is like an invitation to six flags with me that's a hey i'll do it just for that That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we got a chance to to chat and follow you guys. And Jeremy, also too, tell us how we can follow you with what you're doing with music and with uh, your, Dominica, your your daughter, and everything. Yeah, totally. So um, on YouTube, if you look for Jeremy Lopez, uh, you'll see my face, and that's where, <laughs> where we put the all the live um, acoustic videos. Um, and then also, if you just follow our my music is a part of Authentic Adventure. So cool. Website authenticadventure.co. There's a tab. Great music there and that'll show uh, where if I'm playing at other churches or even leading a soul city or just kind of yeah. doing the music world, you'll be able to keep mm-hmm. keep track there I love it well thank you guys so much for your time I've loved this chance to hear your story I know it's gonna encourage a lot of people so thank you so much thank you. Thank you.